All right, let's get this over with. Join Yes Have Some podcast every Friday night for Midnight Mando, the Mandalorian after show. 12 a.m. Eastern, only on YouTube. From the corner penthouse of Spook Central, all the way to Star Killer Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hey everybody, welcome to Yes Have Some Podcast. Craig Goldberg here, and I'm with Abigail Gardner. Hey y'all. <laughs> Jacob, well, I, did I catch you off guard? I was reading <laughs> about our guest today, and I was reading about their work. There so you go. That's it. Uh, oh, because you don't know because you don't know our guest. <laughs> you know what, Jake? I know them, but I haven't read the book yet because I think it just came out. Uh, Andrew Schaefer, author extraordinaire, is going to be joining us here in a little bit. He's got a new book out, a horror comedy novel called Secret Santa. And uh, he's not participating in the Yes Have Some Group Therapy Secret Santa. And so neither that, is Jake or I. So that makes three of you. Um, but it's fine. I, I, I have something to say about the Secret Santa in just a moment. But uh, first of all, Jacob Walsh. What's up, man? Hey, uh, I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? Man, I'm good. I am excited to uh, be talking to everybody. I'm excited about Yes Have Some. I'm excited that this year is ending <laughs> finally well i don't you know here's the thing though here's here's the thing yeah it's great this year's ending but do we think that the beginning of next year is going to be any better um no but it's kind of like one of those things like like arbitrarily when you're reading a book okay let's say i read a book (laughs) i was like where are we going with this and you're like i just want to get i don't have the the (laughs) the imagination to be thinking about you reading a book okay (laughs) but just say i did and i was like i want to get to chapter three Mm-hmm. <laughs> what okay what does that really mean other than you've just hit a benchmark could mean nothing right um that's my big book thing there's chapters in books right still they that's still do that that's a really they good analogy that, yeah. <laughs> i'm glad you did that um no i think i think uh i'm uh, i'm an optimist i think next year is going to be better i think it still sure. might be mentally it'll be better just to write a different year like to see a different year <laughs> right. come around but who knows it'll be like 2020 is finished now we get to write a one at the end everything's different oh it's just all so much better (laughs) uh no i don't know i think i think it's gonna be a good year lots of good stuff you know it's interesting i went back and looked at our archive and the episode called end of the world was in march we were recording while the pandemic was breaking we were recording and i was like guys tom hanks has covid i don't know what to do with this information (laughs) uh uh, he turned out to be fine. Uh-huh. Um, he's fine. He's fine. He was in Borat. So there yeah. you go. Spoiler yeah. alert he's... if you haven't seen that. Um, so anyways, uh, Jake, uh, how's your week going? Uh, I mean, it's going fine. It's pretty uneventful, just working and doing all the normal things. Normal things. Uh, we, yeah. had a, we had a lot of good feedback 
to last week's episode. People seemed to enjoy the Star Wars hot takes. Some people agreed with some of our opinions. Some people disagreed. Uh, but what I wanted to talk about... It started a whole thing. It started a whole thing. Uh, <laughs> now, for, for the last couple of years, Jake, you usually... If I want to talk Star Wars, you're not normally the person I, I I would go to, not because you aren't knowledgeable, because you're very knowledgeable, but you seem to have you've you've had some issues with Star Wars over the last couple of years. And I feel like sometime in the last twelve days, it's like you've rediscovered this part <laughs> of your 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 body. It's like being a teenager. It's something new, something I don't know. I don't know. You're going Jake's to change. Like I saw Star Wars at the grocery store. They looked so good. <laughs> yeah. Um Jake, so um this kind of started before the the hot takes, but you, you kind of started doing a little deep dive once once we did that episode, a re well, deep dive, I should say. Well, it was just because one day I think it was I think it was actually this. I don't think it was before the hot takes episode, right? Wasn't it? Hold on, what is? Today? It might have been today, the day after then. I think it was that. It was that weekend. It was it was either Saturday or Sunday. I was doing some cleaning at home, and I decided what better you know, thing to cling to than Star Wars. So I put Return of the Jedi on, which um, I think is, you know, the best Star Wars movie. I just put it on to have it on like in the background. And I sat and I watched it and I'm like, this movie is amazing. And then I immediately was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to give Rise of Skywalker another try, which I have not done. And I guess almost a year last last time I watched that was with you. Me and you watched that right. one I th- night. I mm-hmm. think it was right, like maybe in February. Yeah. Whenever it hit Disney it Plus. Yeah, 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 yeah. It had mm-hmm. to be. It was, it was, it was Long time a ago. while now. So, so I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm annoyed about it, but I'm going to give it a try. And I put it on. And, and other than, you know, there's definitely still some, some big issues with it. And I, and, and I, and I already talked to you about this off air. Um, there's definitely a lot of pacing stuff and, and the first like 20 minutes of the movie is really weird. And there's, and there's little things here and there that I can nitpick, but, but honestly watching it directly after return of the Jedi, which you would think would make it look worse. I was like, this movie's not bad at all. And, and I ended up feeling okay about a lot of things that bothered me the first time things like, uh, Kylo's, um, you know, redemption, um, things like the ending. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I it hit differently away, for you this time. I came away feeling mainly the thing that I hated the most about it was um, was some of the things that were caused by having to kind of fix things that had happened in Last Jedi, and uh, the pacing's a little weird, and and it's like that because. We talked about this before at, at great length, but it still feels like they're trying to cram two movies into one and can't really help that. But other than all that stuff, the thing I think is basically the worst thing in the movie is um, is Leia. Mm. All the Leia stuff, I feel, feels very, very forced in and um, very weird. And it feels like they it, it's very obvious that they were making up dialogue just to fit with what they had her. And once, once they get past the Leia stuff, it's pretty, it's pretty satisfying. I think as a, as a closing, Mm -hmm. um, but but then, but yeah, but like I, I, I watched those two back to back and then I watched episode three and then I finished episode three the other day. And I've just been, I've just been kind of like, you know, star Wars is like a little bit of a roller coaster because there's so much of it. And we all, 
love the good stuff so much that when there are things that, you know, you don't like, it feels like a big bummer. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, so I, you know, have up and downs, but I, I'm definitely feeling really good about star Wars right now. And I've been just kind of going through it all and rewatching everything. And, and I, I've even like felt a little better about prequel stuff lately and, and watching some of those, I can definitely see, you know, it makes sense to me now people who really like the prequels, there's still some really, really awful stuff in there. And I'd yeah. still, they're still not my favorites, but you know what I was reading was that watching this, revenge uh, of the Sith. I'm like, there's some great, there's some stuff. great stuff there. There's this movie theater chain. I think in Europe, they're trying to come up with new socially distant ways to have people viewing movies at theaters. And I saw this concept art and I can't describe it other than it looks like the Senate from the prequels. Uh, it's okay. like these, like this big open auditorium with these little pods that kind of hang from the ceiling with like three or four people in each pod. And I, I was like, I want that's that. That's awesome. <laughs> Can you move your pod out? What? I thought you were just going to say, uh, that they, that their idea was just to show episode one. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they keep people away. That <laughs> will keep it. Pretty we're keeping people distant. safe. by only we'll showing about half of what we normally get. If we play episode one, <laughs> just Phantom Menace only. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been feeling really good about star Wars too. Uh, I mean, we rewatch all those movies all the time. The prequels probably need a little bit of a revisit for me. And, uh, I've been ma- hankering to, to rewatch the prequels and Jake, I like that you're in a good place. It sounds like, uh, I don't know if they, if Star Wars grew up or if you are just in like a, a you know a good place to watch it. <laughs> well, but I, I understand I, that like that hype when it first came out, it it created and also in that first like or after the Last Jedi and then Rise of Skywalker. That time was like I think a lot of damage was done to Star Wars fans because we were frustrated by it. It wasn't really getting any better, and then it was like well after we're out of Rise of Skywalker, it was like was that really what we wanted? And- well, you guys know me. I have no ability to tell if I like a movie or not when I walk out of it because I remember walking to the last Jedi with this big smile on my face. And Abby was like, I don't know. And I was like, what? You're crazy. And then Jake was well, like, I also, I, I, I didn't mention mm-hmm. this, but I also went back and I put, um, last Jedi on and I didn't watch the whole movie, but I just like fast forwarded through the parts. I just watched the stuff that I liked. Yeah. Which there's, there's a good number of things in there that I like. I still think that's maybe one of the worst star Wars movies, but there are, there is some good stuff in it. It's a bummer. That so many, it, it's a bummer that at this point there are so many Star Wars movies that you could say that for. You can make an argument and be like, "Oh, well, Attack of the Clones sucks," but there are like two or three really nice Star Warsy things in there that feel really good, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's hard, you know. It's like I, I feel like I can say the original trilogy and uh, Force Awakens and maybe Rogue One are. Star Wars, good from front to back. And then you take the rest and you're like, okay, well, these are all of varying uh, quality. I mean, different shades you you got to think about it. That's still pretty good. I mean, any movie series that's, you know, eight or nine deep or ten deep, you know, it's it's usually not. It's usually there's one good one. It's also yeah. usually horror movies. Well, <laughs> yeah. Another, another thing is I think like, you know, like we're at this time where a lot of people – you, you see a lot of people who say they like the prequels now. When the prequels came out, everybody – it seemed like everybody generally hated them. But now we're in a space where you know, the new movies are all kind of like pulling from, from the prequels and you know things are 
coming like full circle and and yeah, rewatching sure. the prequels, it feels better. And and I think people are gonna. I think I think the sequel trilogy is kind of a mixed bag. I feel it's like there's three movies. I feel like one of them is is basically perfect. I feel like one of them is basically you could toss it away, and then you got one that feels kind of half and half. And I feel like people are going to maybe come around to them. Oh yeah, I mm-hmm. mean with, with you know, I, and I'll, I'll we will we'll, oh god, Star Wars. I get so flustered. We talked about it so much last week, but what I will say, and we did mention this last week, is that Clone Wars, Rebels, things like that, and now Mandalorian, it it makes you feel better because it kind of almost builds more structure around those early stories and it kind of adds more pieces to the puzzle. And I think we'll see yeah. that in the, uh, in the future with, with the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised to see some of those characters, uh, you know, get further stories uh, down yeah. the line, but it takes some time. Like right it's now an aging, t- it is literally time like wearing away and us kind of forgetting about those things and yeah. aging and maturing a it's little bit. 20 years ago was the Phantom like Menace. Wine. 20 years is right about that time where the nostalgia really like starts, you know, kicking in so much so that Jake's calling me going, man, I need Hayden Christensen, my star Wars again. And I'm like, who is this? <laughs> what have you done with Jake? <laughs> Uh, no. So that was a lot of fun last week. Um, and before we go any further, I do have to mention that Abby, you, you took on the Hobbit trilogy this week. Yeah, uh, actually, I want you to be able to say your piece about that. I don't really feel like talking that much about it. Because oh, okay. I feel like it could be its own <laughs> enormous bloated podcast, but no, similar to what Jake is saying about like going back to the star Wars movies, um, specifically prequels and specifically sequels where there's stuff that, um, makes it worth watching that you'll go into. Um, I read the Hobbit and I read the Lord of the Rings books, the trilogy when I was like uh, sixth grade, seventh, eighth grade. And um, so I was familiar with the story and I hadn't watched Peter Jackson's films, um, the three Hobbit movies. I, I was really confused as to how this could be three films that are all almost three hours each. So I wanted to watch them and I kind of was hankering for it. It's my birthday week and I like to kind of get into something. So I chose The Hobbit as my thing. And I will say that, like I was saying with what Jake just said, there's moments that are good, but then there's so much other story that's pulled into it, made up characters, um, just absolute like sub B plot bullshit. Um, specifically Evangeline Lily has no business being in there. Um, but there are some cool things, which I, I enjoy seeing like Berkwood Forest and the spiders. And I think Bilbo's fantastic. Pretty much anything Gandalf does is great. A few of the dwarves are worth watching, but the story kind of just goes away from the dwarves and goes towards, I guess it's stuff from the Cimmerillion, or I haven't read that, so I'm not going to speak to it. But I will say that they are really nice to look at if you like watching people just like staring in reverie at <laughs> and, and thinking or having long conversations about plot points, but not actually I, much I, action. I like when people, when it looks like people's clothes are made out of uh, computers computer images uh, that's yeah. what i enjoyed yeah mostly. it was like it was almost was, like they wanted to pull stuff because like almost like the lord of the rings movies had a lot of orc stuff that was really heavy and i feel like they tried to pull in and like add a lot yeah. to that and kind of like play off the popularity of game of thrones in a way that but these characters that they were throwing into the story were forgettable and it was 
yeah, there was a lot of like, oh, this is so long and exhausting. It is a journey <laughs> to finish it. Um, Radagast was great. I will say the the brown, the um, wizard was one of my favorites. I identify with him and his love of creatures. There you go. Yeah. All right. There you go. Cool. Those I will. I'm not going to be watching. I so Jake took on Star Wars. I I Abby had the Hobbit. I didn't really take on much this week, um, as far as new content. Uh, though uh, Abby and I are are uh, watching The Sopranos from the beginning. And yeah, that's uh, that's my favorite. That's that's the best, the most enjoyable, so thing good this week. Um, and then of course we got Mandalorian, and I should plug Midnight Mando every Friday night on YouTube. Join us. Ryan Dole, Troy Benjamin from the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip as we talk about that week's episode of Mandalorian. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, you never know who's going to pop up in that that uh, group chat. Uh, it's fun. It's fun to get on there and, and have a, a nice community experience. And God, it's just so crazy, Jake. Mandalorian, it feels weird to be involved in... No, well, we're not involved. I'm going to say I'm involved. I've been involved with Mandalorian. No, what I'm saying is <laughs> it, it, when, when you're so used to toxic fandom, you know, and we talk about, you know, the MCU debates, the DC debates and the Star Wars debates to have something in Star Wars that is like across the board, just universally loved. It, it feels great. But there's also that like the bottom's going to fall. Yeah, out. it's like, a weird utopic. Like things are going to get yeah, bad too. <laughs> We're only we're only a season and three episodes in. There's there's plenty of time for this show to get awful. Yeah, wait till the child starts like acting out and rebelling and no, yeah. plot line. No, no, no. As soon as they reveal something about Yoda's species, it's either going to be like, okay, we're into that, or people are going to hate it. Well, I'm a, they, when they name the child, they're going to be like. Oh, you found him. There he is, Darren. Exactly, <laughs> Jim. <laughs> Dude, I hope his name is Jim. That would be awesome. Um, like, it's just like they, I mean, we're going to get, we're potentially going to get a name for that species. Yep. And I feel like no matter what the name is, it's going to be weird. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's just like, it It almost feels like one of the things where I love having a little baby Yoda on the show, but it's raising so many questions about Yoda and Yoda's species, and you're like, oh, is Yoda's species just all force sensitive? That doesn't make any sense. Right. They can mm-hmm. all do this. Uh, you know, there's only three in the entire what there, there's just so many what ifs that you're like, it's very easy for them to start answering those questions and be like, cool. Well, we would have been we would have been better off not knowing any of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it make so, does it make the most sense that and I guess you know, people are so enamored with the child. And so, you know, people love this show so much that I feel like at first it was like all the theories of like, who is the child and all that. But that's kind of like taking a backseat to the actual story, which is really good for the creators. Like, but I'm trying to think if, if he's 50, I mean, he could just be, he could just be Yoda's kid. I mean, that would have been that would have mean that yeah, but, at some point way later in life, yeah. Yoda was doing something. Yeah. Getting out there. That, I guess. I mean, we've only seen two other. A Dega brothel. Yoda's <laughs> species. It was a male and a female. Right, right. Right. Maybe that species is just the purest form of Jedi. <laughs> if you're 100% Jedi, you just are Yoda. 
Perhaps you so can like weird. procreate asexually or something. Uh, there's there's going to be something we're gonna, we're going to learn more. But it's it. What I'm saying, it is nice. And before we bring Andrew Schaefer on, like I said, he's going to be talking about his new book, and it's going to be fun to catch up with him. I haven't talked to him in a while. Um, you know, we got to know Andrew in 2016 when he wrote the companion book to Ghostbusters: Answer the Call, which was Ghosts from Our Past. Um, we had some really great conversations with him. And he's a tremendously talented fellow, and I can't wait to uh, mm-hmm. uh, catch up with him. Um, I did want to bring up this this Snyder Cut stuff just for a second because sure. I've been cracking up all week about it. So first, uh, Zack Snyder, they they re-released the, the trailer for the Justice League Snyder Cut. That, that trailer was taken down off of YouTube like a month ago, and they said there was some sort of rights issue with the music or whatever. Uh, but they re-released it. It's essentially the same trailer, but it's in black and white. And what the – who cares? Does making black – that's like me when I first used Photoshop in ninth grade where I was like, I'll make it black and white. That'll be artistically interesting of me, mm. <laughs> like to take this picture of me at Taco Bell and make it black and white. Um, but I know we all watched the trailer. So now there are these character posters coming out. Joker's back. Jared Leto's in this movie. Ryan Johnson is throwing literal shade at <laughs> Zack Snyder oh. on Twitter. Uh, Jake, did you see that? I did, yeah. I Doesn't mean, make me like it Will anymore. you clarify? What did I, I didn't see it. Well, somebody tweeted something. It was right after the black and white trailer came out and everybody was talking about it. And somebody tweeted something about Knives Out yeah. to Ryan Johnson. And then he responded with the same picture. He goes, and this, dot, dot, dot. It was the same picture, but in black and white. Oh, okay. I was kind yeah, of surprised. So he, that seems kind of petty. I don't know. Well, I'm, well hmm. he seems kind of petty. Yeah, I'm sure he's not... I wouldn't assume he's in a great place. Ryan Johnson? No, he's probably doing just fine. Fine. I don't think he gives a fuck. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, it, it, you know, it's bumming me out though. I I brought this up a couple times with different people that we're going to see this justice league movie before ghostbusters afterlife. That seems like, are you just trying to like, yeah, are we trying to get us really depressed before Andrew? Yeah. Yeah. I want you guys to get real sad. I'm just saying I would have lost that bet considering that, uh, you know, eight months ago, the Snyder Cut wasn't even a thing and we knew Afterlife was a thing. We've been making fun of the Snyder (laughs) Cut for years. I was watching – I am – God, I was watching one of our old videos and I can't remember which one it was. But we were – I think we were in a Toys R Us and – oh, it might have been Wookiees and Cookies. I don't know. Something. We were – at one point, Craig, you're like, oh, the Snyder Cut's in here. We're just <laughs> making fun of – it might have been it might have been our toy show video or something. But yeah. I'm like, we've been making fun of the Snyder Cut forever and now it's like, oh, cool. It's, it's happening. You know what? I'll still make fun of it. I don't care. I don't care. I don't get we'll it. We'll be able to make fun of it more. more I'm exactly. a hard, listen, I'm a hardcore uh, – uh, not a hardcore comics fan, obviously, obviously, but I know some hardcore comics fans. I haven't met a super – comic fan who loves Batman who's excited about this Snyder cut. I don't know who this supposed fan base is, uh, but they're out there. I think they're bots. <laughs> I mean, yes. or I know they're out there, but yes. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way about Zack Snyder as I do about the Peter Jackson Hobbit movies. It's like really nice to look at aesthetically, but is it? just not much. I, are they though? <sighs> they're, they're not compared to Lord of the Rings. I think Lord of the Rings is nice to look at. Nice Lord of the looking. Rings is like a serious set. Uh, sorry to get back onto this stuff, but no, it's I like, like it. 
the Lord of the Rings movies are really, really beautiful and they take themselves seriously and sometimes not so seriously, but but seriously when 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 the time comes and mm-hmm. it all looks really good and everything's practical and uh, they use the smallest amount of CG possible. And then The Hobbit is some silly fucking CGI dwarves running around mm-hmm. for the whole movie. Everything looks silly. All the orcs are CGI. Yeah. Like it's a the it's the complete look, mm. opposite tone than Lord of the Rings. Right. Yeah. Hey, by the Sorry. way. No, thank you. No, thank you for that. Also, smog is a letdown. There you go. Doesn't look that cool. Um, Andrew Schaefer is about to join on the, on the line. So I'm very oh, excited about yeah. it. But I did want to say one we'll last see what thing. What do you think of the Hobbit? Well, yeah. That's the first the only Hobbit questions, please. But I wanted to let everybody know um we had another really good response to our bonus episode on the Patreon feed last week where we gave the behind the scenes of Wookiees and Cookies. And we're going to be doing more stuff like that since people seem to really enjoy it where we kind of strip away the facade, <laughs> the, you know, the shine of of the three of us and we really get real with you guys. And no, we'll we'll uh, we'll do some more episodes where we kind of give a little behind the scenes look uh about you know some of the projects we've worked on, I think what we'll do is we'll we'll do one with um, Jay Key where we talk about the the Dr Pepper commercials. Maybe we'll bring John Yerkeba on. He was there, and uh, yeah, th- that'll be fun. So if you want to get in on the Patreon uh, episodes, they're only five dollars a month. You get complete access to our full archive and all of our bonus content. Head over to patreon.com slash yes have some. Uh, does that sound like a plan to you, Abigail? Yeah, I'm going there right now. <laughs> you gonna actually. sign up? Yeah, I need you to sign up. No, I'm glad people like that episode. It was cool to get real and stop being polite. <laughs> Is that what we did? It's a real world. We stopped being yeah. uh, polite. Um, all right, cool. So why don't we get to our interview right now? Joining us, Andrew Schaefer. Let's go. Andrew Schaefer, the author, the mystery man. I don't know why I just said that, but we're going to go with it. Uh, well, I say mystery man because I haven't seen him in person in so long. I'm not even 100% it's because, sure. It's because life's a mystery, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like if you think about it that way. Uh, Andrew, uh, <laughs> how, uh, how are you doing, man? I'm doing, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Doing it's pretty, okay. Doing good. Getting through we're it. Here. We're here. We're, 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 <laughs> I don't know. We've, we've, ha- we've been tasked with... As people who cover like movies and pop culture for a podcast, this has been quite a year <laughs> trying to like <laughs> dig up uh, ways to to keep it going. But you know what? We've we're doing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's all I have to oh, say. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, you've had. Uh, when's the last time you guys were in a theater? Uh, birds of prey. Yeah, birds of prey. Birds of prey. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I I saw that I saw that notice from Patty Jenkins or whatever about Wonder Woman. Yeah, and she's mm. like, oh, you know, the theaters are doing so many great things with, um, with air circulate. <laughs> like, if if I was sitting in a theater and I heard someone cough, yeah, I yeah. run so fast for the exit that my pants would be left in the seat. Right. It is crazy. I would not. I I just can't I can't believe that I'm like people are still doing that. Yeah. I can't believe. I can't well, believe I I've, I've been saying this whole year that I really need to get back to a movie theater because if if Birds of Prey is the last movie that I see in a theater in my life, 
then I know that something went very wrong. So, yeah, that's depressing. <laughs> I need a palate cleanse for sure. Um, yeah, I don't. So Patty Jenkins, she's the the Wonder Woman director, and she she kind of because they're going to release Wonder Woman on uh, uh, HBO Max and theaters in the same day. Mm-hmm. So uh, just in case you don't want to watch it at home in the comfort of your own home on Christmas, and you want to risk it, you can go to the theater. But I did not know what she was talking about either. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, are you talking about drive-in theaters? I think that, you know, that's another, I, we haven't been to a drive-in theater either because, um, I just don't know, you know, I mean, what the, what's the situation with the bathrooms and stuff? Oh, and, um, well, Jake, you were at a drive-in a couple of weeks ago. Well, I went to do. a drive-in. Yeah. I went to a drive-in a couple of weeks ago, but also there was only like three other vehicles there. Right. So it was like almost like a private show. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, and people are, people are, I mean, I don't know how to say this delicately, but they're doing it right. And the cars. Right? Yeah. That's, that's I mean, why that's you go to a drive-in, right? Point of the drive-in. Right. Uh, I mean, that's I not so. why I go to the drive-in. <laughs> I go to the drive-in to watch the people doing it in their cars from my car. That's why I go alone. Right, right. You sit behind them and then you flip the headlights on. Yeah. So you, know, <laughs> you, you know what I do is right when they're in the middle of, uh, you know, the the climactic ending of their time, I get into their back seat and I just cough. <laughs> Oh. I, I, I I just cough and say sorry. Pardon me. I forgot my mask. Keep keep, keep going. Um, well, I don't know about you guys, but I was there to watch Godzilla versus Megalon, and that's pretty serious. So. <laughs> oh, okay. You didn't see any steamy yeah. fogging up windows. No, that's just what Jake calls sex. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Godzilla versus Megalon. That's what I call it. Who wants to be Godzilla? That's what tonight. my parents used to refer to it as. <laughs> uh, you're gonna. There's gonna be a lot of peer pressure to have Godzilla versus Megalon, and. <laughs> There's going to be subtitles. It's going to be black and white. It's going to be weird. <laughs> it's going to be Japanese people everywhere. <laughs> there is? It's going to be great. Um, uh, listen, uh, Andrew, so you're – are you still in Kentucky? Is this where you're at? Yeah, Louisville. Louisville. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's – everything is fine here, perfectly fine. You haven't heard about us on the news Everything's fine. Just don't worry about us. Right. Yeah, nothing <laughs> happened in Louisville this year. Okay, nothing check. happened in Louisville this check, year. Check, check. Um, now, if you go back a little further, uh, Stripes was filmed in Louisville, but that mm. was you know way far, almost back. forty years ago. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Louisville. Uh, now you were in Lexington. I, I the the two big L's in Kentucky because there's a there's a toy store I've been wanting to check out in Lexington, uh, but yeah, that has nothing to do with our conversation right now. So, um, yeah, no, uh, just it was just you know a hop, skip, and a jump over. But uh, we, you know, for just reasons, you know, we were like Louisville. It sounds like there's more going on over there. Um, and then, <laughs> boy, were we, wow, we, we got a lot more than we bargained for this year. I'll yeah. say that. Yeah. So. Well, I'm glad that you're safe. Glad that you're healthy. Glad that you're busy. Glad that you're busy. Yeah. We want, I want to, let's, yeah. let's start talking about, uh, well, let's give a little backstory. So we, we first, uh, got to know you around, uh, the time of Ghostbusters, uh, 2016, as it was known then. Uh, it, it then became Answer the Call later on. <laughs> it grew up a little bit, I think. It, it changed. Um, and uh, yeah, we had you on. You wrote 
Ghosts from our past. Ghosts from our past. And uh, it was really, I, I, I do, all joking aside, and I know Jake and Abby feel the same way, that book rules. You did such an amazing job. You poured a lot of, as a Ghostbusters fan, I was so appreciative to have this really cool companion piece to the movie that, like, really was uh, better than the movie yeah. in a lot of ways. Like, I'm just well, saying, <laughs> I'm just putting it out. You're, my word's not yours. Uh, yeah, yeah. Although no, you did call you. me I, in private and said this is better than the movie, trust me. No, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. <laughs> no, but it it was it was a weird it was a weird time. I mean, that I remember clearly. You know, when they were like, "Hey, do you, I had been saying forever. I said there's two franchises I want to work on. You know, if it ever comes up, uh, Gremlins or Ghostbusters." And uh, and they finally were like, hey, uh, my editor at Penguin Random House is like, hey, we're, they're working on a new Ghostbusters. And I'm like, what? And he's like, and I'm sending you the script this afternoon. And I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And I started to read it. And I was like, wait a minute. Um, um, wait, does, is this not connected to the first uh, to the first two movies? You know, and the more I read, I was like, oh, this is. Uh, this is just not, you know, and I was like, it's, and I think I had read a draft then that was, um, that had been sort of, there was a polish done on it by, uh, I think, boy, Drew Goddard or something. Okay. Um, you know, it was, it was a draft that, uh, that was very much action oriented. They were like, they took out like all the jokes and stuff. Um, and I was like, is this going to be a comedy or is this an, is this like a, supernatural action movie you know they go no no we're gonna get you know a bunch of funny actresses and they're gonna be funny on set or something i was like (laughs) oh Oh my god i'm not trying to be disrespectful Um, but wow okay i think you know and i think on a something that's less you know that's that's lower budgeted than that you know that's probably that's you know anything that Paul Feig had done before this? You know that didn't have a hundred and forty million dollar budget. You can spend all that time, you know, doing resh- doing reshoots and 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 you know, filming uh, improv. Uh, you know, let the cameras keep rolling. But when you're making a hundred and forty million dollar movie, it's like, oh no, you got to You have to work at a fast pace. You need right. to get to the next location. Mm-hmm. To, you know, there's a lot of people waiting on you, and so. You know, I I just from that very first thing, I was like I was like yeah I definitely want to be involved I, um you know I do have some <laughs> some some questions here uh, you know, and, <laughs> you know okay. which I'm sure at the time I was like I don't think it's my place to like speak up and say something you know I, I'm like who am I you know if I say something I'm not going to get the job right, right? exactly mm-hmm. like, we don't need your uh, critique of the script dude I know but like. I mean, honestly, the number one thing I thought reading the script, though, was that the villain, you gave him the powers of a god and he just made them dance, you know, like like in the mask. And I was like, if you can make the characters dance, then why are they why do you let them fight you? Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean. So I was like, I was like, even at that level, I was like spotting stuff in the script. I'm like, oh, they'll probably fix this. Oh. Right. Um, no, no, it didn't, it didn't happen. And and again, I think it was, they were just working on such a fast time frame. They was right. like, Hey, we, and they had to, I think, I don't know if it was something about 
Amy Pascal's production company or something was expiring. So, you know, they had to get this done within a certain amount of time. And right. it mm-hmm. just, just didn't, uh, it didn't, it, you know, it just didn't come together like everybody wanted it to, I guess. Well, there's a, there, uh, we've long said, uh, hold on, let me cut myself off. Jake, how, are you, how are you feeling about all that? Are you good over there? <laughs> just want to make sure everybody's good. Taking deep I'm breaths. Good. You're no, good? I'm good. I'm reliving a bunch of things right now, but I'm good. <laughs> okay. Um, a little triggered. I, <laughs> I respect Andrew for trying to save <laughs> Ghostbusters. No, stop. <laughs> I do respect him. I listen, uh, I've long there, there there's something happened right there was a behind the scenes struggle we we've heard through various uh places uh you know maybe Ivan Reitman was not happy at all with with what happened with that movie and um in a lot of ways though it kind of indirectly led to where we're going with Ghostbusters so you you can there's some silver linings there um but, oh yeah, I, f- I feel that Paul Feig had to. Someone they were just waiting for someone to sort of fall on that sword first, right? And they're like, mm. "We just need," because nobody, nobody wanted to touch it, you know, including Jason Reitman, you know. So nobody wanted to touch it at that point. It was just right. such a sacred, the sacred object. And as soon as someone sort of stumbled towards the finish line with it, you know, it's like, oh. Uh, there's a lot we can do with this guys. Let's right. let's move on. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of people that love that movie. We we won't spend too much more time on it, but I do suggest if you, if you're a Ghostbusters fan and you never read Andrew's book, check it out. Um, it's, uh, there's a lot of really good, uh, you know, backstory, backstory and context added to the characters. And, uh, really, uh, I, I think it makes your viewing experience of answer the call even better. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I, I got to work, you know, directly with, you know, Paul and Katie, Katie Dippold, um, they pass notes to them and stuff, which, which I will say never happens on these sort of tie in books. So, uh, just the fact that they were so engaged and they wanted to work on the backstory of these characters and they were like, Oh, I have this idea and this idea for college, them going to college and all these stories about their past. So they were very involved in that. And, you know, they, they, everyone had, you know, really great ideas. And so it was fun to work on, um, and and the book, I think, yeah, it does expand on that world that you saw in the movie. And it also tries to connect it to, uh, you know, the previous films in a way, which is trying to, you know, get that same ghost classification system. Right, right. Which, which a lot of people don't know that that classification system and stuff was just sort of ad-libbed on the set in the first film. And so trying to make sense of it, you're like, why is this a class four? And that's a class seven. I don't understand. <laughs> you know, oh, it was is that like, John oh, Cable was- beeping in? <laughs> He's like, yes, yes, I will explain to you <laughs> <Actually>. everything. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, 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 you know, imagine having a job where you just have to make sense of what Dan Aykroyd ad libs. And it's, oh, my God. <laughs> I, um, I think about that before bed every night. That's what I actually dream about. Yeah, it's my dream. I want a job where Dan Aykroyd talks and I have to translate. Interpreter. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so no, it was it's a fun it was a fun book to work on. I still think it's a fun book. Uh, there's lots of little like stuff in there that um, 
that people like they haven't picked up on like little Easter eggs and stuff. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I, I'm always thrilled when someone comes up and they're like, Hey, did you put Mr. Skeletal in there? Yeah. Mr. Skeletal, uh, who's an internet meme shows up in the book. And, um, uh, yeah, I, if you don't know who Mr. Skeletal is, I mean, definitely go to the internet right now. I'm and, doing and it. Look at, um, he's the, he's the little trumpeting, skull it's the it's the skeleton who plays trumpet and oh, he said yeah yeah you probably recognize him if doot, you see doot. him doot doot yes yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. he's got yes he's all over the internet what the fuck yeah, is the internet yeah. sorry <laughs> oh boy well i oh, applaud boy. you for putting him in there a little secret i tried to look it up and i got to red skeleton's wikipedia <laughs> so <laughs> um, um, <laughs> I'm not doing. Oh my god! I'm not doing that's a different. That's, that's different. Um, but yeah, so that book's awesome, and uh, obviously, as a Ghostbusters fan, Ghostbusters collector, it's it's a must-have. Um, and uh, I don't know. I imagine do books like that they go out of print at some point. It's probably worth a lot of money at this point. <laughs> they do go out of print uh, at a certain point. I just had I worked on another book called How to Survive a Sharknado. Yes, and mm-hmm. that book just went out of print this year. So it was only I think they only had like a five year contract or something with that. And yeah, so the books do go out of print. So don't you know don't sleep on it because um, you know there's only you know tens of thousands printed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, uh, get a couple of those and maybe like we'll start having some kids. College is paid for. <laughs> oh um, boy. Oh boy. So um so yeah, so that we haven't talked to you much since then, which kind of breaks my heart. I I'll I'll say it's my fault. Mostly my fault. Partly Abby and Jake's fault, but mostly my fault. A little bit. Um but you've been doing a lot. So you had uh you know, you you successfully um projected Joe Biden would be the next president and wrote a whole series of books about him. Uh, no, that's not what happened, but you did have a, well, no, no, I did. I, the same day, literally the same day that the ghostbusters book was released. I had a book called day of the Donald, um, which was a satire that predicted <laughs> that Donald Trump would be president. Right. And then, so my next series was hope never dies and hope rides again, which are Obama Biden mysteries, which predicted that Joe Biden would become president. So I think people are going to want to, you know, they're going to want to follow what I do next. <laughs> yeah. We're going to want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. I do. I, I remember the day of the Donald and you're like, uh, the, the premise of the book was like, could you imagine? <laughs> and, uh, right. Yeah. Right. It was like, nobody believed it. The publisher was like, we got to get this out before the convention, the Republican convention, because he's not going to make it past that. Oh, People right. are going to forget who Donald Trump is. <laughs> Oh my um, God. Now, Hope Rides Again, Hope Never Dies, those were really popular. Like, I, I feel like I saw a lot of press about those. Like, w- was that a really good experience for you, uh, you know, putting those books oh, yeah. out? Did you ever hear from like the Biden camp or, or the Obama camp uh, for that matter? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Barack Obama is a little bit less um, forthright about. Uh, he he doesn't talk much about parodies and stuff about him because he I think he's very much he's trying to project a serious image of himself right um and every you know and every time he shoots a three pointer or something you kind of get the sense that he's a fun guy but then he kind of bottles up again but but Joe uh, Joe Biden I call him Joe. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. He he had actually uh he actually read the first book and uh he's and he talked to some newspaper about it and he he used the line from the title Hope Never Dies in one of his speeches. Oh, um, which was just an amazing <laughs> amazing thing. Oh my um, I God. kept I kept saying, you know, hey man, you can use these titles if you want. Hope never dies, hope rides again, whatever. Yeah. Um yeah. You know, hope fucks back. Whatever you want to use, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can use this. And he was, and and I didn't think he would, but he did. He did. So it was it was pretty cool. That is cool. Um, there's going to be a future yeah. uh, if we keep going at this rate. There's going to be a, a future presidential stump speech where the the president or the president elect says the the line. Uh, is this connected to the originals? Is it? <laughs> uh, what's going on here? People are going to be like, what, what was the messaging there? Um, well, that's really cool um, that he read it. Yeah, that's amazing. You gotta, you gotta go back. You gotta go back to, to 2016 and remember that one of Donald Trump's early videos of himself was, was what's this? The rebooting Ghostbusters. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. you're doing it with women. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so there was like this weird crossover between I've, you know, I've, you got into it a lot on the, the show, but, but there's this weird crossover with sort of politics and ghostbusters. And it became this thing that's so much more. And so I do have people that come up to me and they'll be like, I didn't want to sell anyone this, but I liked that ghostbusters movie. You know? <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. You can say it. No one's, no one's going to come after you. We, you know? we have a, it on a, DVD. We keep it beneath the floorboards just in case. I, <laughs> just in case they pull it offline yeah 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 uh, oh, but yeah man. no but yeah but back to yeah back to joe and stuff so it's been pretty weird that you know that he's gone on to do what he's done because uh you know i think everybody who watched that first debate that he did including myself was just like oh my god this guy just got uh <laughs> he's not good in debates first off the guy has a a stutter he's had a stutter his whole life and so he talks in a really halting manner sometimes and people mistake it for him like losing his train of thought or being sort of jumbled in his mind or something you know dementia or whatever and i'm like no you can go back and see a video of him talking the same way when he's in his 30s you know right right so so, so debates are not good for him. And, but at the time I was like, oh, he is done. This is not good. But, uh, you know, he came back. So there you go. Yeah. Now, will there be a third book in that series? We'll come um, there might be. We're kind of talking about it right now. Okay. Um, it, you know, the whole campaign and him being president now, it just, it just kind of threw a wrench into my plans <laughs> because of what I wanted to do, I had, I had the, the final book was called, and I had it all, the outline and everything ready to go. It was called Hope's Last Stand. Um, I mean, I even had like a contract and stuff. It was called Hope's Last Stand. And it f- was going to have Barack Obama and Joe Biden on horseback on the cover. And it was their very first meeting, um, the untold story of their first meeting in Tombstone, Arizona. <laughs> and it was going to be a Western themed one because I think when you do a third, the third movie should always be Western themed. I like what, you know, back to the back future, to the future yeah. did that. Um, so yeah, e- even I kind of the Ghostbusters one. afterlife, just technically a Western. There's a lot of fields. <laughs> um, does, uh, yeah. Oklahoma. Right. Yeah. So, so um, now I, it, it, I just hope that there's a, uh, I can't quit you moment 
in the the, 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 that's, that's when they first meet and then Obama asks him to be his vice president. He says, I can't quit you. And then they kiss. Okay. Moving on. (laughs) Um, well, that's amazing. That's really cool. No presidents have ever read my books, but we'll get there. Um, got to write a book first. You got to write a book for you know. It's it always starts with step one: write the book. <laughs> write, the book. <laughs> write the book. Step two: get the president to read it. Um, well, cool. So that I'm sure more things happen in your life. Yeah. How's Tiffany? We we know you personally. We can ask that. Sure. Yeah. How's yeah, she doing? Yeah, um, she's right. She's also a writer. Let's make sure we plug all of her yeah. stuff. She's very successful. Fine. Uh, yeah, uh, Tiffany Rice. She is a USA Today bestselling romance and women's fiction writer. And, uh, you know, she's been working. Her books sort of became big, like right after uh, Fifty Shades became big a couple of years ago. And so um, they tended towards there's some there's some BDSM stuff in there, which makes it a little awkward, you know, because my family is really into our books. And I, don't like <laughs> that. I don't know if that makes it awkward for me or for them. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know, but, well, but yeah, but my whole family reads them. It's crazy. Even my dad was reading one of hers lately and I'm like, which one? And he tells me and I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> no, that's not, no, no. You're, yeah. Um, yeah. Leather. Was there leather? Leather, like leather, um, and more than that, ball gags and stuff like Straps. dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs. What, uh, what's dad you, into? Is what I'm asking. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, you don't know. One of hers, she wrote. It was uh, all about uh, different, um, um, works of art. And another one was that that were recreated. And I, th- I'm not sure if that's the one my dad read. Or the, there's one of hers though that has some paranormal stuff where this guy fucks a cloud. <laughs> Whoa. And, uh, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Did you say a cloud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> An atmospheric, got it, okay. Is it like a sentient cloud? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Okay. It's not, I mean, if it wasn't, consent? that would be that would be weird, right? I mean, it wouldn't be weird, actually. You know, yeah. just be like a pillow. Yeah. And, I mean, who amongst us? Hasn't. You know? Well, so, I mean, we're it's not the, weird at all. You know, we love Twister. I could see, you know, the extreme trying to fuck a cloud. Oh, finger know. of God. Yeah. Oh, goodness. I mean, <laughs> what other well, things do they fuck in those books? This the is shape I of like the it. tornado. It's just, I mean, it's pretty phallic. Yeah. I mean, it's got the suction, it's all right. moving, shaking. Anyways, uh, so we've crossed the line, which is fine. <laughs> no, we almost ran into Tiffany once. Where were we? We were in Florida. And we were in con- Orlando. We're in yeah, Orlando convention. at like yeah, a convention. Convention, yeah. Spooky yeah. Empire, I think. And there, maybe well, we there were was down a there for something. Convention. There was like a romance we novel. Were going, we were going to Universal, I think. Yeah. yeah. And we couldn't figure out why there was all these like people dressed up in like Renaissance clothes, <laughs> like fifty-year-old women just like having a good time. Like, what? Where? What? What's going on here? And then we found out. It was oh like, yeah, it was no like, the the romance community. It's it's amazing. The they the conventions were crazy. Um, it hasn't been that way for a little while because things kind of crossed a line there too. I would say, um, they used to have something called the Mr. Romance competition, okay. mm-hmm. um, which was, uh, which was like a competition to get on the cover of a romance novel. And, uh, one year they didn't have enough people for it. So they drafted me into it. <laughs> and so, and 
let me tell you, there's a there was a lot of like learning like dirty dance moves <laughs> and um a lot of weird photo sessions and stuff. They're like, okay, now show your nipples. And I showed them and, and this photographer's like, put the left one away. That <laughs> I guess I guess I have like a lazy nipple. It's kind of like <laughs> it, it droops a little bit. It yeah, it's, it's like not, a We're trying to turn not, on a cumulus yeah, cloud over here, and that's not doing it. <laughs> yeah, no. So I actually, yeah. So so I, I was part of like this romance novel cover model competition, and I was like, this is not why I'm here. This is absolutely not why I'm here. <laughs> you um, came for the appetizers and the the free, you know. Wine I know, I know, but I did, but I did, in fact, me and my wife, uh, we, we met on Twitter, but we met in person then at romance novel um, conventions. So, um, and then after that, we were like, let's never go to these again. Let's, <laughs> let's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, listen, I'm sorry about as, as excited as I was to hear that Joe Biden read your book. I am equally upset that the world judged you for your lazy nipples. So, um, but it's fine. I feel like you've, you've moved on from that. At least I hope you have. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. With that? I'm, I'm okay. okay. I, I keep talking about having like a, uh, a nipple, nipple tuck or something. Reconstructive <laughs> surgery. <laughs> and, and, and Tiffany's like, no, you are not yet. No, you're not doing that. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so one day, one day she's just going to come home and I'm just going to have, you know, uh, she's gonna be staring at her with both of them. Yeah, yeah. She's gonna be like, since, "Yeah, since when did your nipples look all normal together?" Um, she's like, "Wait a minute, did you get your right one done to match the left?" <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, they're both lazy now. Oh no. Yeah. Um. Well. Okay. So that's way too much nipple. Talk. All I did was ask how I Tiffany was doing, and we ended on on that note. <laughs> uh, no, I'm glad that she's doing well, and that you guys have been able to uh, before. Look, little behind the scenes before we got on the air, uh, Andrew was telling us how busy he was and how busy you both were. So that's great um, that you guys are able yeah, to yeah. keep mm-hmm. working and keep writing and all of that. Um, so let's talk about the new uh, the new book. Your sponsored ads on Facebook are working because I see them every day. They want me to. <laughs> they, they want me to read this book. Daily. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, Yeah. So the new book is uh, called Secret Santa, a horror for the holidays novel. Someone said, make sure you say horror. You make sure you pronounce that because it is not a. My wife has the book, a horror for the holidays novel. Oh, God. This is a horror for the holidays novel. And yeah, and it's a it's. It's in stores now, uh, which is great because they're all closed. And um, <laughs> oh, dude, but you got that picture I saw on your Instagram of your book up between Stephen King and Clive Barker, and that was awesome. I know, I know. It's got great placement in stores. Uh, you know, on in hor- they're bringing horror sections back to uh, Barnes and Nobles around the country yeah. now, and they're bringing they've got horror sections and books a million, and it's getting great placement there. And even in Barnes and Noble. My book got placed like on the new holiday releases table with Debbie Maycomer and Nora Roberts Whoa. and all of these really sort of fluffy romance novels. And I was like, oh, you, it just looked like, you know, you could tell which book had a demon in it yeah. just by just, 
Yeah, and so it was great. <laughs> a little gremlin. I'm excited to read it, Andrew. That's that's really awesome. And it was exciting to see that. I wish I could go to stores and see it. Oh, we're getting some weird Get feedback. Where's that feedback coming from? Who did it? Oh, I think it's gone. Did You're good. I think it's, it's me. It's gone. Yeah, and so yeah, so it's just, it's it's just about a secret Santa gift exchange that sort of goes wrong. It's set in the 1980s in the publishing industry, and it is heavily heavily influenced by uh, Gremlins and Critters and Ghoulies and all of those little monster movies that that just twisted me as a child. <laughs> That sounds yeah. Like, that sounds great. I'm into that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds yeah. I feel like Jake, you talk about critters more than anything in life. And Gremlins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Critters is maybe the best movie ever made. So, <laughs> um, they don't make movies that much anymore about little uh, little tiny. They don't make movies much anymore. Yeah, yeah they, they just don't... just end right there, right? They don't make <laughs> movies. That's funny. They um, don't make them about these little creatures. Those were the movies that I mean. I my aunt took me several times to see Gremlins. It scared the crap out of me. Um, and and but my grandpa would show me like Critters and Ghoulies and stuff. And I was you know like eight or something, seven or eight. I was not. I don't think I was old enough to see these things. <laughs> and my grandma would always be like, "Just stop showing him that stuff. Stop showing it to him." And he's like, "Oh, what's gonna happen?" Right. Uh, this, obviously, right. this, you grow up and you want to inflict the horror on like a new generation of kids. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, I love that. I think the title's great. I, I hope that um, people are able to get their hands on it. Now, I feel like stores are, I don't know how it is in Kentucky, but in Georgia, the pandemic doesn't even exist. So our Barnes There's Noble, no pandemic here. Yeah, we're good. Barnes and Noble is definitely open, um, but I'm sure you'll be able to grab it on Amazon or, or wherever you get books. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Barnes assume. and Noble. This stuff is open here in Kentucky, but they just closed down like uh, bars and restaurants for indoor dining. And I, I just feel, though, that people aren't going around and browsing. If, if I go into a shop right now, it, it's like, how long can I hold my breath in here? <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. We, used to, we used to actually do this um, when when I was a teenager. We would play a, a, a game at uh, the Gap in the Old Navy where you you hold your breath and you see if you can get all the way to the back of the store without them talking to you, the workers. <laughs> and so you have to avoid them and you also have to hold your breath. And so it's as fast as you can get to the back of the store, touch the back of the store and run out. I mean, we were bored as shit in <laughs> Iowa. Without passing out. I love that. Right. You're like <laughs> without like passing out or without being accosted by them. Yeah. Right. So yeah. We were so yeah, oh on, and, and on, when nights got really crazy, you bought a pair of khakis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you got stopped, you had to try stuff on. And <laughs> I love that's that. when the game got interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, you, you're so you're from Iowa, huh? Yeah. I got no. <laughs> I have no, no follow up to that. I know. I was like, what is that? Just is there, here is comes the yes. here comes where the punchline. Where do we go from there? You know how it. Uh, you know how it gets in Iowa. Um, well, that's great, man. So, is it when is the actual release date of the book, or is it out yet? Oh, it's it's out right now. I know uh, you couldn't tell, but it is uh, it is out right now. 
No, I say I say that because it's it's a holiday themed book and right. it's released a couple of weeks before then, so to make sure it's on the shelves and everything. So uh, you know, so people are just starting to discover it right now. But I think anyone who's really into you know the eighties horror boom, because since it's set in the publishing industry, there's a lot of references to Stephen King and Clive Barker and Anne Rice and. Uh, just to sort of the the general mood and tenor of you know the 80s and it, it's it's a really fun and I started writing the book though because I was like I need to get away from sort of the politics and and the modern world as much as I can right now because after doing so many political books in a row it's like oh I need to be done with this and then I started to do research on it and I found out that there was like a a Trump city being built in New York City in the 80s that people were protesting and oh my gosh I, like you can't you just can't, <laughs> you can't escape it yeah. right it's, right it's, it's, it's repeating itself and repeating itself <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Um, hey, here's a question to somebody who's uh, never written a book. How long does it take to write uh, a novel like this? I would think at uh, least days. <laughs> I would say uh, you can measure anything in days. Um, <laughs> Not everything. I would say 180 days probably. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I, when you're writing a book, it depends what you're writing. I, I tend to write books. It would probably take about three months for a rough draft and then three months to do the revisions. And um, But it's not like you're writing and revising back to back. So I could do three months on the rough draft and then send it to the editor and not see it for another two months, get it back. And she's like, hey, uh, I need this back in two weeks. Right, right, yeah. Great. So it's, it is really, it really depends. But I mean, in an ideal world, you would just do it all in one sort of, you know, go, but you know, it, it overlaps between books. I might be doing a rough draft on one book and revising another one, but I'd say about six months, um, which puts me on pace to do one, maybe two books a year sometimes. Um, because the other three months, you know, six months of the year, I might be doing research or trying, you know, pitching new books, um, which happens if you're a freelance writer, you, you always, you know, fishing around for the next, uh, for the next gig. Right, right. And do you have like so now that this is out, are you already moving on to your to your next project? Or are you taking some time to take a breath and get through the rest of this year? Uh, no, I've been I've been yeah, I've been actively working on another project that that actually is going out uh to publishers today. So and I think it is it is definitely one that the Yes Have Some crowd is going to be into. Uh I don't I don't want to say anything to jinx it though. Okay. Well, we will uh, – that, 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 Jake, that's, that's a little clue. We're going to have to start doing some guesses. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, I mean I think it's probably – maybe it's a sequel to that book you emailed me. That I emailed you? No, that Andrew emailed me. He emailed with, you a with book? The, with, yeah, what? with the dinosaurs in it. Oh. Yeah, is it a sequel oh, to that? Well, it's a no, sequel no, to that. No, 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 no. Uh, there's no dinosaur sex in this book. Oh, oh come on. You know, you think you know somebody. Right. Um, okay, well, I'm, I'm now I'm excited. So, uh, well, as soon as you can talk about that, we'll have to have you back on so you can sure. talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, cool, man. That's great. I don't know. We, I just want to talk a little bit more. H- how are you doing mentally? Is that a weird thing to ask somebody? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I just want to know. I, I feel, you know, we, this has been as a, 
I've, as content creators, we were talking about this earlier, it's been a crazy year. Has, have, has it been easy for you to just dig into your work or, or the outside world? Is it a distraction? Is it an inspiration? Just from like a, a creative standpoint. Um, no, I think creatively it's, it's been fine because, uh, when you, when you, when you write, you kind of get really deep into something and you need to block off the outside world anyway. And so that's easy to do. It's those in between times, I think, where I'm not working on something where my mind tends to wander and, you know, I'm like, oh, I, so I really love having a project and, and getting really into it. You know, um, I, I do, I do miss the days of having a desk job and an office where I could just slack off on some days though. And, you know, and call in sick when I wasn't, and, uh, you know, all those yeah. fun things that you can do when you're not self-employed or an right. entrepreneur. Right. Um, you, just you know, I just really work. miss it. You can, you can give maybe 20, 30% effort. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 And, and so I kind of beat myself up sometimes when I'm like, oh, I didn't do anything today. And I'm like, well, actually, if you still had that office job, you wouldn't have done anything today and you would have had a great attitude about it. Andrew. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'll tell so you what, chin up, buddy. We, we, right. up. we can start, maybe we'll start like a little hotline any day that you're feeling lazy or like you don't want to do shit. You just call us. And say, hey, I, I'm not feeling well today. And I'll, we'll be like, all right. Oh, yeah. We'll cover for you. <laughs> yeah. We'll get your shift yeah, covered. Yeah. So, yeah. If I go to the doctor or something and they're also they're always like, do you need a note, you know? And, I, and, and I'm usually like, I'm self-employed, but please write me one. <laughs> write it to myself. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, and then you're just talking to yourself like, hey, I'm not going to be able to finish that chapter today. And then you're answering I'm yourself. Not gonna- <laughs> exactly. Um, well, exactly. But you guys are on a schedule, though. I mean, you're you're pumping these uh, podcasts out. Um, you know, like uh, we're we're trying. I mean, the, I I think I think we're you put the play doh in and you squeeze it out. We and just, just squeeze it. Yeah. Half the time, yeah. it's like, what are we talking about tonight? I was like, I'll let you know when we're done. And uh, <laughs> I I think. Part of it is knowing – I feel like uh, – I, I was saying this earlier. I'm an optimist. I feel like there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I feel like maybe six months from now, all of this will be a distant memory or at least that's what I hope. That's kind of what keeps me going. Well, um, I do know that the light at the end of the tunnel is the Batman, okay? Okay. Um, yeah. That was – I yeah. was feeling yeah. kind of bummed about everything about, you know, until that trailer hit. That was the first time that I go, oh, you know, theaters will come back. Yeah. Because um, because I'm not going to watch this at home. You know, I'm going to the theaters to see this. Right. You know? yeah. So just for, for the sake of everybody listening, when you said the Batman, I was not thinking of the Robert Pattinson trailer. I just <laughs> thought you were making a joke about how sometimes there's a light at the end of a tunnel and you see the silhouette of Batman. And for some yes. reason, I was like, that's hilarious. He's funny. I don't know why I thought that was You so know funny. when all of those bats fly together and then they make a big symbol? Yeah. And that's then, crazy. You know, that's crazy. In front of the moon or something. That's what I'm talking about. I, I want to see um, – I feel like I've seen Batman's parents being murdered so many times that I get it confused with other famous assassinations like JFK and Lincoln. <laughs> like, like when people are like, do you know how Lincoln died? I'm like, yeah, he was with his parents at oh. the opera. And the pearls. And the pearls. The pearls. Yeah. Right? The pearls, the pearls yes. are flying everywhere. And uh, – um, but yeah, the Batman looks great. And, uh, have, have you been watching any movies or shows to, to kind of, 
you know, when you're not writing, what are you watching? Uh, I watch a lot of wrestling, a lot of AEW. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it, some, sometimes, th- and there's so much WWE content out there that I can't even, I can't keep up with, can't keep up with it. It's just too much. Um, but I really, I really dig the new Roman Reigns. Um, I think that he's a badass and uh, he's acting like a prick. And I figure that's always who Roman Reigns was and he's being himself for the first time. And so I really respect that. What a concept. (laughs) I know. I know what a concept to let people be themselves. Yeah. Like Becky Uh, Lynch when she finally dropped all the steampunk shit. (laughs) Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, We're right there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, I've been, I just, I watch a lot of wrestling. Uh, You know, we try to, watch uh television shows but we can't ever get on like the same schedule uh you know it's like one of us wants to watch uh, a tv show faster or something you know it's like okay we'll watch one episode a week and i'm like no i need to watch all the episodes yeah. now yeah i That's think everybody how, deals with some yeah. level of that getting on the same page. and then you watch one without them then you have to and then you it's lie like you it's didn't. Didn't. and then you know you lie then you have to watch it again <laughs> We've, uh, we've all been uh, down that road. You're like, oh, I heard this. I heard this kind of goes downhill from here. Yeah, you're like, just, we should probably fast forward the last ten minutes. I heard should, somebody, it's not good. Somebody told me it was boring. <laughs> um, yeah, I have. I've watched. I haven't watched as much wrestling as you would think. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's there's some good stuff going on in the world of wrestling. Um, listen, Andrew. Before we wrap up, we have to know about. Limp Biscuit. You promised that you had a Limp Biscuit story for us, and I don't remember where this originated. I think it was there was an episode <laughs> like two, three months ago where we, we had a Jake. Well, we were discussing new metal. Is that what it was? Probably, yeah. I think it was when we went on that little tangent. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, as you know, um, I'm a I'm you know a new metal historian. No, that's not a thing. <laughs> <All right. laughs> what would the What would the history of new metal book be called? <sighs> I don't know. That, now that's a challenge for everybody. Come up with the title for the new metal. Here, here's the most frightening thing about new metal that you will hear all day until I tell the Limp Bizkit story. Okay. <laughs> there is something called new new metal. Okay. Now, yes, it is. It is new musicians saying, oh, man, I just love that old shit, you know, that old new metal. Oh, my God. <laughs> right, right, I, yeah. You know, the stuff that I grew up with, the stuff that my dad listened to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Limp Biscuit, Corn, Deftones. Yeah. And then they're trying to do their own version of this, like a throwback or something. Right. And it sounds horrible. <laughs> the stuff. This stuff is horrible. Well, because you can't, I, I more than, uh, you know, certain genres of music really are representative of the time, like 60s yes. psychedelic rock made in 2020 doesn't really work because it's not of, you know, of the, the movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't explain to anybody what, it, if you weren't there, what it was like to be 13 or 14 years old in 1998, where your life was about Stone Cold Steve Austin. South Park, <laughs> mm-hmm. Limp Bizkit, Jerry Springer, like yes. that. That was like that was pop culture. Like kids now, what, the TikTok. Give me a break. Jerry Springer, that was my app. Okay, Jerry Springer. I was almost on the Jerry Springer show once. <laughs> oh my god! Really? Can we divert from that story? I, a friend and I had created 
uh, a scenario with the two of us. She, it was going to be that it was some kind of gender reveal thing where I was going to reveal to her that I was actually a woman. And then she was going to reveal to me that that was okay because she was a lesbian actually. Okay. Yeah. And so it was going to be like a double, uh, reversal there. I think they call it a dosi do. I think that's what <laughs> someone called. Anyway, and and so and so the producer got right back to us and was like, this is great, but we need a third person. Can you get a third person involved? Like there was no bullshit. Like they were just like straight up, hey, this is a great story. <laughs> we just need a third party. Where did you they come go, up with this? Yeah. I know. They're like they're like, could one of you be cheating? <laughs> And I was like, I guess. And so we got a third person and then they like reserved. They got they were like, OK, well, here's your, uh, you know, uh, your plane tickets to Chicago. And there's going to be a limo that picks you up at the hotel at this time and the taping. And it was all like it was just like that week, too. It right. was like just they were so desperate for content that they were like, we need to get you in here right away. <laughs> this is the best thing I've heard all week. <laughs> and, and, and and unfortunately, what happened was the third person that we had involved backed out at the last minute. And so we couldn't find a replacement because, you know, I just didn't know a lot of girls um, <laughs> I was like, those are the two girls that I know, uh, like, you know, close, close. Call. I know. So close. So I was so close to being on there. I was yeah. like, but this was like at the height of Jerry Springer's popularity and stuff. And I was like, it would have been so Steve was still there. Oh, Steve. I was, oh, I was like, that. it would have been so awesome, but it, it just didn't happen, you know? Yeah. And now years later I can look back and I still feel regret. Yeah. <laughs> Most people would be happy they missed out. I used to, I know, like you know, Jerry, Jerry Springer was like uh, the mayor of like Cincinnati. He was like in politics, and mm-hmm. like that was. I would like bust that out any chance I got. People talk about Jerry Springer, like you know, he's a politician. A lot of people don't know that about Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot all right. Of people don't. So Limp Biscuit, let's uh, let's hear it. Let's get rolling. So yeah, <laughs> I, I hear what you did there. I hear yeah. what you did there. You don't know no, the first time that I that I got into new. I'll start back a little bit before Lid Biscuit though. Uh, the first time I saw a new metal band was Corn opening for Marilyn Manson and Danzig, and this was in oh, Iowa. Wow. Um, okay. So you know, in the middle of a cornfield or whatever, <laughs> right. you know, uh, just wherever you were, just on a Slipknot <laughs> album cover. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, uh, and so it was. Uh, before the show, I was there. Me and my friends were there for Marilyn Manson. Um, nobody was there for dancing. <laughs> it yeah. was headlining. It was kind of sad because you're like, oh, man, you guys are on the way out. But but Korn's album hadn't come out yet, so nobody knew who this band was. And these dirtbag-looking dreadlocked guys – um, with like chain wallets and baggy shorts um, y- y- were there and they were like before the show they saw us hanging around like the tour bus waiting for Manson to come out and they were like do you want our autograph <laughs> and I were like why would we want a roadie's autograph right right <laughs> Um, it was Jonathan Davis. Oh my God. <laughs> and Monkey. Those were the guys. They looked like, they looked like just 
white trash roadies. <laughs> I mean, it, it, nobody, nobody they was aware of that. They still look yeah. like They achieved that look. I love that. Um, did like you, nobody yeah. was wearing that kind of stuff, you know? Right, so. right. They were ahead of the curve. I love that. That's a great story. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so it was, it was, that was the first time I kind of got introduced to new metal. But when we saw them, we're like, oh, my God, this is so great. Um and uh, I was like, this is new metal. You, know? <laughs> you coined the phrase. <laughs> I know. And, and, and then, you know, someone overheard me. They're like, hey, get your cousin on the phone. <laughs> it's no, new right. metal. Yeah. <laughs> right. You got to hear what this guy's saying. <laughs> Turn on American Bandstand. <laughs> right. I love that. I love that. That's really funny. And so, and so a couple of years later, uh, this was actually with uh, so the two girls that um, were supposed to be part of the Springer thing with me. Your two girls, uh, the two girls, you my two, your two, two girls. girls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of them was my girlfriend, and um, we'll call her Brooke because that's her name. And the other girl <laughs> um, was just like super into gangster rap, and okay. so we'll call her G because that was her name as well. Okay, love it. Got it. Got it. Um, and, and so and so what happened was uh, Limp Biscuit was coming around and I was uh, a Limp Biscuit fan. Um, uh, like, I think I ironically, I was also one of the first people to like new metal, ironically. And um, and <laughs> well, you invented it. <laughs> I, right. Yeah, yeah. I invented it and I turned on it pretty fast. Yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, it was a your creation. Biscuit, you had to destroy it. Exactly. They were coming around and um, Method Man and Red Man were opening. Now, G, we were all in college, so we we're all 20, 21. G, her favorite rapper in the entire world was Met- Method Man. Okay. She loved Method Man. I don't like, I don't know whose favorite rapper is Method Man. Nobody's but, like, except for G's. No, I was, I, I had a list of favorite rappers and he was not in the top 10, but she just loved him. Yeah. And so, they were like, can we go to this, please? And I don't think either one of them had a car, so I had to drive. Nice. And I'm like, fine, I guess I'll get to see Limp Bizkit, you know? And uh, and this was uh, on their, their Nookie tour, whatever, uh, right around the time, like right after Woodstock. Uh, they were just coming down off that high. <laughs> and- <laughs> okay. Oh, I love Woodstock 99. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite oh, cultural movies. Uniting so the people. Just doing no good. <laughs> and 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 so what happened was um, we we went there, we had tickets, but outside we did the thing. We did the thing. We did this thing all through our teens and 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 up till I was about 20, which was you hang outside the tour bus and you wait for, you know, your person to come out. And if it's the opening act, you can usually catch them. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah, 100 percent. And. And so we went out there, and they were waiting outside Method Man and Red Man's tour bus, and Red Man comes out. And she's like, oh, is Method Man here? And he's like, no, no, no. Uh, but he'll be backstage, you know, after the show. And we're like, oh, well, could you? we get some backstage passes? And Red Man goes, 50 bucks you can. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Okay. So I'm like, and like $50. And I, just to set the stage for any of our younger listeners or people, like – um, the backstage pass is the holy grail of concert goers up until probably, I don't know, like 2005 or something like that. Like the thought of a backstage pass is only, one only dreams of obtaining, mm. uh, such oh my a, God. 
contraband. Oh my god, mm-hmm. it was it was um yeah, I mean, it was it was they were not easy to get um unless you knew someone like Method Man or, or Red Man, Red excuse Man. me. And so Red Man goes, and I go, "Well, there's 3 of us. So how much for, you know, 3?" And he goes, "150." And I go, "That's not a deal." And he goes, "I know. I'm just doing the math for you." <laughs> and, and so I was trying to drive a bargain, but anyway, we we got we paid fifty bucks a piece okay. for these. All right, and as I was like, I don't think I want to, but you know, she's like, uh, oh, please, please, I'll pay for yours. And so I was like, fine, you fork over the hundred and fifty dollars to Red Man, who apparently you don't give a shit about. <laughs> uh, he knows that he is the backup, to, you know, to Method Man. So right, he's right. selling out here. I'm like, he's out here making money on this tour. <laughs> and so and so we got we got yeah we got the backstage passes, which are actually just these like sort of uh nylon stickers right okay and yeah, you yeah. Stick it to yourself and it has and someone had like sharpied their signature on it or something and it has the date and everything and so and so after the you know the show happens and it's just chaos and the less said about the show the better but um but after we all go the three of us go to the area where you go to go backstage and there's like a huge bodyguard there uh, and and or a bouncer, whatever you want to call him, asshole. And <laughs> hired gun. He's one of these. And, and so he's there and he goes, he goes, OK, everybody here. And there's about 20 people there all with these passes. And he goes, here are the rules. Rule number one, no dudes, no <laughs> dudes backstage. Fred says you got a dick. You're not going backstage. So get the hell out of here. <laughs> wow. I did not stick around to hear rule two. I go, that's this is disgusting. This is sexist. This is awful. I didn't even want to know what's going to happen back there. I told my girlfriend, I said, let's go. Gee, you can stay or leave, whatever. But me and my girlfriend are, and she's like, actually, I'm kind of going to stick around. Oh, and, God. you know, passes. And I was like, are you? No. No, you can't. What? You're going to what? <laughs> You're going to what? Like, yeah, I'll I'll call you on your cell phone. Um, this was – in fact, I don't think I had a cell phone at the time. I think I had a pager. And I'm like, how are you going to call me on my pager? You know, Because I don't think cell phones are around. Anyway, so I was like, well, what I'll do is I'll just go to a bar like right outside the venue here. And I'll just kind of hang out. And then you page me whenever you're done doing whatever is going to happen. Whatever is going to happen back here. I'm going to track down Redman and see what his return policy is. <laughs> I know, I know, he, and I'm like, he knew there was a no dudes allowed when he took he, took your fifty bucks. Yep, fifty yep. bucks. Absolutely, no, absolutely knew that. But it was just the way the the security guy phrased it. Fred says you got a dick, you ain't coming backstage, and and I was like, fine, whatever. So, so I I head out to this bar, and meanwhile, they are told. Here's the deal. Some of you are ones, some of you are twos, and some of you are threes. I'm going to give you a number. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. And security guard rated the women by on the number system. Oh my you God. wanted to be a one. Now, my girlfriend and her friend were twos. Oh, okay. So well, good for bad. them, at least. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> not, I mean, it's really not. I mean, I'm so mad right now, <laughs> but also not bad. <laughs> yeah, you did not want to see the threes, though. And, oh and, God. 
and so and so they got they got and and that was I guess you know they were they were kind of a little bit like oh this is kind of weird but whatever and so they pulled all the ones backstage they said have your have your ID out you know we're going to check IDs you make sure you go back there there's going to be alcohol um you know and and by the time they got back there for the twos, it was probably about like a half hour, and it was just this little tiny dressing room type area uh, with just a bunch of bottles of liquor. And they're like, "Okay, drink up, girls!" Uh, and they're going to come by, and they're going to they're going to pick you out one by one and oh. take you back to the rooms. And then you know, and then and then by that point, it was like if you were a three and got back there. You were probably it was probably the drummer, you know. I mean, <laughs> the, the drum tech, yeah, the right. drum tech, yeah. It was, it was, it. You were going way down the pecking order. So, also, so, uh, so, gee, she goes, uh, "Is Method Man back here?" And she asked that of Wes Borland, who was their guitarist. <laughs> she goes, "Is Method Man back here?" Oh. And he goes, uh, "No, he doesn't. He doesn't come." backstage to these things so red man had screwed us twice oh my steel. god first of all i would have been there for west borland calm personally. down calm down <laughs> lifelong crush here okay. west borland and his his black contacts Dude, yeah. all black oh, yes oh, my oh gosh. Like right. ball I would, necklace I'm at, the ba- hair. I'm at the bar with andrew i know you are i know I know, a lot of people's girlfriends. I'm a lucky there. three getting in. <laughs> we're putting on wigs and makeup. We're like, we're gonna get back there, man. We're gonna <laughs> get, get back there. there. See, I don't care if we're threes. Yeah, I don't, I don't care, care what they're I, I don't care. I, I can care. be a three. That's funny. What <laughs> get a story. me back there. And, and, and so what happens though is that uh, is that she is that G completely redeems herself. This whole thing. She looks at Westmoreland and she goes, you know what? Your band sucks. <laughs> now I didn't like her. Now I do like her. Oh my god! And he just kind of like skips a beat and he goes, "I think you'd better leave." And she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and so they leave. And meanwhile, I'm at this bar around. I'm not even going to go into what happened at this bar, but they, there was some. Oh my god! It's some filthy stuff happening at this bar. Anyway. Uh, skip ahead. Uh, they 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 get a hold of me, and I say, "Here's the bar man." They come and meet me there, and they're like, "We got to go back." And I'm like, "What happened?" And they're like, "Well, we found out from someone that uh, they gave us Method Man's hotel room number." Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm like, oh, "Oh my god, are you guys serious? We're still." I thought this was, "Oh my we're god." Still Just on the whole Method Man thing, we thought it was a joke. We're this brought whole you back in. We're still on this, and this girl is probably about ninety pounds, uh, four foot, white as hell. <laughs> and look how like, white you are! Look how white you are! What are we doing? And so, and so, uh, we head to this hotel. Just, just my own, the- my own naivety, real quick. What, what was she expecting to happen once she found? What do you think, Method Man? I, I don't know. She was four foot, uh, very white. Maybe she just wanted to talk. fall in love. Yeah, yeah. I, we're, deep emotional I connection. No we're getting married. I just have no, An ongoing yeah, what, pen pal relationship <laughs> while he tours. Whatever you thought would happen between you, Abby, and you know Westmoreland. Yeah, the same, uh, a good conversation. 
on the bus in the bunk bed. You just want to have a conversation, you know, and talk about life. Yeah, on an artistic level. So so we go to this hotel, and you can tell which room is theirs. You don't need the number because it's got the pot rolling out the bottom. Right, 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 right. Someone answers, and he goes, oh, no. Method Man already left. Oh, my God. They were like, wait a minute. He left the hotel? And they are like, yeah, he's down getting pizza now. I'll tell you. <laughs> Method Man gets his own pizza. Uh, yeah. Dude, Method he's Man gets so elusive. So, so then she's like, we got to go down. And I'm like, "Are you, this is going to take all night, you guys. This is just – I'm like, do we have to? And she's like, yes. We go down to this pizza place, looks around. Method Man's not there. It's like this pizza and arcade. And so we sit down and she's just like super depressed. Like this, I don't know what she thought was going to happen, <laughs> but she's just like, this has been the worst night. And I go, but you totally redeemed yourself by, te- by telling Limp Bizkit they suck to their face. How many people will get to do that in their lives yeah. and just chicken out? I go, you did it. You did it. You know, you did um, it. Now go do Creed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Keep going. This, this also so, like the plot so, of a, like a, uh, Dude, where's my car? Like you're just following the clues to find Method Man. Like the, the I know, I the, know. The guy at the pizza place is like, word is, is that he's down the street picking up his dry cleaning now. You're like, oh shit, exactly, okay. exactly. Dude, where's my car? Harold and Kumar. Yeah, you would have thought that we were stoned, right? But yeah. We weren't. We weren't drunk. We weren't stoned. We were just, we were just you're high on love. That, you know that on love. <laughs> and so we're seated, and we're just like, this is. You know, it's kind of we should just head home. It's about an hour drive. I go, I go, I probably got to work at the morning at Walmart or wherever the hell I worked at the time. I'm like, I just got to, you know, we got to get on the road. And someone bumps into G, like elbows her in the head. <laughs> and she turns around and it's Method Man. Oh, my God. And he's playing a video game right behind her. And he literally elbowed her in the head. And then he turns to her and goes, Oh, excuse me, miss. I did not mean to hit you. Are you all right? Oh, it's <laughs> like, cute. Oh, my God. Like, you would not expect Method Man to sound like that in a million years. I mean, right. now I think everybody knows what people sound like. But back then, you only heard someone on their, you know, on, on their, their record. Right, right, right. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. This is he was just the most polite. And she could not say anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> she just just could not say anything and then they were like and then and then someone behind the bar was like uh i got an order for method man and then he goes up and gets his pizza and leaves and that was it, <laughs> that was it. and yeah. i know and i was like that was what we came here for and she's like that was amazing that was so <laughs> that was so just to get elbowed in the head i understand <laughs> that get, oh I'm, my god i'm never gonna wash my hair where oh. he elbowed me and i'm never i, I was just like that's but that's all that that's happened. A chance was moment. Oh, a chance meeting was was so much more important. <laughs> yes. Then I because if she would have seen him backstage, you know, yeah. uh, taken off, you know, seen him with a three. I mean, right. come on, this, now. This, come I mean, on now. I mean, she just could have lost all respect, respect for Method Man. You know, fantasy but, gone. Yeah. No, that was, uh, you know, I broke up with my girlfriend uh, probably a week or two later because I was like, she's like, is this about the whole backstage thing? And I go, yeah, kind of that you kind of left me, you know, hanging there. Kind of she left didn't me hanging there. To Limp Biscuit. True colors. Yeah. 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 But I was like, I still, it just kind of, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, you know. Um, 
Well, damn. That's a good story, That was though. a great story. I don't think I have any stories that compete with that. No, I think Not you made the yeah, right decision. I didn't even get to the prostitute in the bar. So, I mean... <laughs> the, the one time I put a sticker on Pete Wentz's back at Warp Tour, he didn't know it. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's can, we add some, can we add some crickets in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my big, that's, no, that's that my big Pete Wentz yeah, story. That's a, that's a story. I like that. That's well, a that's great, great story. Thank you for sharing yeah, that. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Now, um, I we, definitely wanted to be backstage like when I was that age, but little I Little surprise got to. for everybody. We, we do have G and Method Man on the line. Oh, <laughs> my God. Happily married after all this time? Yes, yes. They got married. And uh, they have a business with Redman where they sell a pizza uh, business. They sell pizza and backstage passes. Um, I mean, I just yeah. Every time I see Redman, I'm like, "You owe me fifty bucks." <laughs> yeah, you piece of shit. I love that. Uh-huh. I see him on TV, uh, you know, once every ten years. Um, this guy uh, pops uh, bamboozled up. me. He pops up. <laughs> well, listen. I just got bamboozled. <laughs> That red man owes me fifty scrumbles. Fifty dollars. That's what I call dollars. Um, Andrew, that yeah. was a great story. It was well worth it. Thank, Thank you. you so much. You teased that story to me a long time ago, and yeah, it was worth it. It was yeah, a good one. Off. That was I good know, one. I know. It's but it's yeah. It's like one of those like it just like kind of builds and like because you don't you have to respect the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is probably still right the biggest moment in her that girl's life. You know, and. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this is, and, and the fact that she couldn't even say hello uh, or I know that's who you are so or real. anything. I was just like, oh my God, she probably, it, but instead of beating herself up, you know, she was just like, that's exactly what I wanted to happen, you know? Right. Because otherwise it gets really strange and weird and yeah, awkward. Yeah. Don't meet your idols or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You just got a nice little taste of <laughs> natural don't meet, interaction. Don't meet your heroes, you know, your John Lewis's. Your uh, Joe Biden's, your method, maybe not your, your new method, metal, your method man, yeah, you know. But when I met, like, say Marilyn Manson, and then he's like, "Hey, how about we take a photo and I bend you over, and it looks like I'm you, yeah." And I go, "Oh, I don't know." And then, and then Twiggy's <laughs> like, "Twiggy's a- like, how about I pretend like I'm sticking mine in your mouth?" <laughs> uh, and I'm like, wait a minute, are, are we pretending here? Is this? Um, I kind of, I kind of want to leave. That's how like, one becomes an all star at the dope show. Don't oh you understand? God. That uh, is the that is the way. We're all stars. This is the way. Well, listen, that was great, um, Andrew Schaefer. Thank your you. new book, Secret Santa, available now wherever books are sold. And uh, make sure if you go to a bookstore to get it, you're not in there. Coughing, coughing, and browse. You hold your breath and run out as fast as possible. Just get in, get out. Get in, and you, get out. If they yeah, talk the, to you, you got to buy the khakis. You got to buy the khakis at Barnes and Noble. Um, <laughs> and uh, we'll, once we'll uh, once you got an, another book to announce, or literally any time you want to come back on and hang out. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Any more stories? Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. Have, I've got more stories, but I don't have more books right now. Mm. No, let's do a let's do a Patreon episode where we just talk about new metal. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think we could do that. Yeah. I like that. Concerts, yeah. old stories. We got a lot of those. We can talk about, well, like Aaron Lewis. What's up with that? You know, he's on the outside. <laughs> he's looking in and looking at him. And- Is he country? Is he wanting to be rock? What's he doing? Oh, he's the worst. <laughs> Have hey, you I'm, heard his new music? It's It's awful. country? Yeah. I imagine that's the only demographic that'll... I could be wrong. I was informed that the new Deftones record is actually pretty amazing. 
So it is. It is. Oh. Yeah. Um, no, the Deftones have always been. Great. They've been they solid. I respect them. That wasn't amazing. Yeah. yeah. I've. I was. My They're brother consistent. was into him. I got into him too. I love that. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. I think we're gonna. We oh, do you have anything else to say to me? You? Abigail? No. 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 My, it's my birthday tomorrow. I just want to let all the listeners know. Oh, happy birthday! Thank you, yes, Andrew. Yes. I'm getting I'll her. Give you a backstage pass. Jake, any final thoughts before we sign off? No. No. Okay. Well, then Secret Santa. Secret Santa. Go buy it. If you're on the YHS Secret Santa, buy it for somebody. Group therapy, you can, that's a good gift to get people. That would be a good gift. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to sign off before our cat unplu- uh, Jip, unplugs the podcast. Okay. Equipment. Oh, she just unplugged me. I can't hear anything. <laughs> uh, five yeah. years of professional podcasting. Gremlin. And uh, we'll see everybody next time. Thank you. Cool. Thank you so much for. You done? Yeah. I'm. I'm so sorry. You, Thank- you said to make an I'm announcement done. that you could hear me <laughs> sitting next to you. <laughs> for Andrew Schaefer, Jacob Walsh, Abigail Gardner, my name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.